Jack Bauer fan? Jack is not back, but 24 is, in the form of 24 Legacy. It's time for more 24 Legacy, which means it's time for more 24 fans. Check out the best 24 fans appreciating 24 Legacy now over at 24LegacyFans.com. That's 24LegacyFans.com. S.H.I.E.L.D. It's an organization that both exists and doesn't exist all at the same time. For those in the know, S.H.I.E.L.D., the Strategic Homeland Intervention, Enforcement, and Logistics Division, is the counterterrorism and intelligence agency run by Director Nick Fury. Its global reach, with thousands of operatives with differing skill sets across the globe, continues to grow. S.H.I.E.L.D.'s activities have been documented for a long time, both in comic books and feature films. Those legendary tales now transfer to the smaller screen in a weekly series on ABC via Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a chronicle of the findings of a crack team of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. This is the detailed review of those chronicles. Set your life model decoy to take care of life's business for now. It's time for another episode of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast from Two Guys Talking. One of the most important parts of storytelling is crescendo. The arrival of getting to something. Anything. Inside this most recent episode of Marvel's Inhumans on ABC and Hulu streaming, you know the one episode before the series ends, uh, that one, we find nothing in the way of arrival at anything. The buildup, completely absent. Worse yet is the interest level, which is also, sadly, completely missing. There's a lot to unpack inside this episode that contained a lot of nothing while conveying a television program on ABC and then Hulu streaming, and so it's time to get to it via the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast. A complete, detailed, and always educational review, this time, of Marvel's Inhumans. Episode 7, Havoc in the Hidden Land. Almost as hidden as the storyline inside this program. Greetings, everybody. I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. Yeah, and I'm Nicholas J. Hearn, your other host. A couple of quick housekeeping notes. The Editor core. You fine followers of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast have been following a podcast for a long time that is edited by the Editor Corps. Just so happens to be my friend Nick across the, across the way here. Hello! Nick is part of the Editor Corps, a trusted band of podcast editors that get the work done at a level you would not anticipate. It's also not nearly as expensive as you think. The answer to the age-old question you should be asking yourself is, why isn't your podcast edited right now? The answer is editorcore.com. Two guys talking Star Wars. Nick, we've talked about this a couple of times. Colonel Chris DiGiuseppe. Yes. A police chief of one of the local St. Louis municipalities. Lieutenant Pat Doring, mm-hmm. a real-life crisis negotiator, and I are capturing the two guys talking Star Wars content. Bit jealous. It's awesome. And the only way it could get more awesome is, of course, to watch the movie that I think has the most perfect pacing of all time across every genre, The Empire Strikes Back. I will have to agree. I will have to agree, we, yes. The three of us watched it this last weekend, and the capture for that is also this week. 
We're going to be pushing out the Rogue One perspective review and the original Star Wars perspective review together as one issue this week. So I'd like all of you to go check out twoguystalkingstarwars.com towards the end of this week to check it all out and keep watching it in prelude to the new movie, The Last Jedi, that's coming up in December of this year. But remember... It doesn't stop there. There's going to be more Two Guys Talking Star Wars content in perpetuity as we continue to do great perspective reviews, looks on information and detail from a great franchise from now 40 years ago. Dude, what's up with that? May the Force be with you always. Too cool. Nick, it's time to get straight to something that's even more entertaining than the program we're reviewing. It's time for the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. podcast, a complete, detailed, and always educational review, this time of Marvel's Inhumans, Episode 7, Havoc in the Hidden Land. No! Sponsored by Acoustica's Mixed Craft Recording Software, Blogger's Bug, and the St. Charles Office Center. Quick leading synopsis. <laughs> you know, it's like a little tease inside of every episode where they start the episode and it doesn't suck like at all. Yeah. And they get you for the first, I don't know, three and a half minutes. And then the writers go for a sandwich break or something. <laughs> they, they just completely disappear for the rest of the episode. We have enough money in the budget to hire one really great writer, but he only writes the first four <laughs> minutes of every episode. And not every episode, no, I, I have to disagree with that. But uh, again, we're teased with the finesse of there being something actually interesting inside the front end of this episode. Unfortunately, it doesn't go anywhere. Medusa is still soft. I can't quite figure out if this is just the writing style of the writers inside of this series. Or if it's just they've got to have somebody that's kind of maternal and stern, but wants to cut a break because they happen to be a pseudo family member. All I can tell you is that, Nick, if there ever comes a time where you and I, as good of friends as we are, mm -hmm. as good a podcast co-host as we are, if you ever say, I'm going to kill you, game on, <laughs> and I'm not losing. And I hate it when programs like, especially this one, where, right. where it's so short. When I say someone has the word Medusa, what do you expect? Do you expect anything in the way of softness? Do you expect anything but gristle and abject focus? Because that's not what we're given here. What we're given here is it's time to give Maximus yet another chance because why not? It's only episode seven of an eight episode series. Right. And I don't care for that. It's what we've had to deal with the entire show is that we have spotty character development. Mm -hmm. We're given mm -hmm. a little bit at a time to where if you shove it all together, it's not interesting. But they make you think that it's interesting because they spread it out mm -hmm. and they spread it thin. I, I can recall a couple of episodes prior to where I was like, you know what would, would be really cool if we discover that Medusa, the only reason why she started talking to Black Bolt was because his parents banished her parents. And she wanted revenge. Now, wouldn't that be freaking interesting? And then along the way, during her revenge, she falls in love. That's a story I'd be interested in. We get that. They actually, she actually says that. But guess what? It only takes her 
30 seconds to say that. Yeah, and I would say even less than that. Less than it. It's like, you they, know what? I started talking to you, but I realized we were the same, so yeah. I fell in love. Okay, whatever. Right. And if you're going to gloss over something that you and I think could be so poignant in just a few moments and then just and skip right, skip right on by right. to get what the rest of what's inside this episode absolutely unforgivable it, it it's not it, you can't you can't do that with such a short series with as little as we know about the characters to try and give them something that they can emote to because that's what does happen inside this mm-hmm. this episode and truth truth be told we've seen both this episode and the last episode as we record this yes but what happens with medusa over the last two episodes they actually give her some meat the problem is that it's a meat i have absolutely no interest in tasting right i mean like none and that's the tragedy of having what I think is a really good actress who is given something to chew on, and she does chew on it effectively. I just don't care. I do not and care. And even, even worse is that we also learn that Oren's powers, you know, Maximus's little right-hand gal, her, his girl Friday, the royal family knows her powers. They know that she can come back from anything. So that right there takes what happened to the end of episode two, with Medusa savagely stabbing her and just leaving her in the back of a truck, that takes the the impact of that completely, completely away. away. It was like, right. she'll be fine in a few hours. I just got to get away. Instead of, I'm fighting for my life here. I'm fighting for my family, and I have to kill this person. Regrettably, I have to kill this person, but I have to get away, and I have to find my family. Oh, no, it's like, she'll be better. I'm like, who wrote this crap? Right. Well, not only that, who greenlit it? Because some, at some point, this was all on a written page someplace or inside of a spreadsheet online. And it and somebody's reading through it and goes, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Uh, no. This no, sounds let, like a let, good let, idea. Yeah, let, let, let's not do any of that. And let's do something that's got some, some teeth to it. My God, it's only eight episodes, folks. Oh, good. Parley. Because everybody loves to remember the word parley. And it means so much to so many. You know, parley, like parlay that was used in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Any of you say parlay again, I'll shoot ya. I have to tell you, I would like to go back and watch every single one of the first three Pirates of the Caribbean movies before I even want to look at the last episode of this series. And I didn't like them much. I liked the first and the second one. They both had some teeth. The rest of it is dreck. All of it is, the rest of it is just utter crap. But I would go back and watch most of that before I would come back ever to this series. Well, the thing it's is, terrible. is that as soon as they start talking about parley, I'm I'm now sitting there at parley, parley, <laughs> parsnip. I'm making pirate jokes when I should be focused on watching this show. Yes, but I don't care. Absolutely, absolutely. I have not to only, entertain myself now because this show is is that bad. Not only do you not care. Here's what I don't understand, and if uh, this is the first call the audience for this episode, the problem is that it's a rhetorical call, so ha on all the audience. <laughs> I would like to hear from anybody in the audience that can tell me, who thinks that Maximus is going to agree to anything inside of anything parley? Why Why on earth would he go, oh yeah, I, I think everything should be fair. And don't give me the whole, well, he gets over everybody in the end. That's crap. There's another piece inside the last episode that we'll sadly get to that focuses on exactly the same concept. Maximus has no intention whatsoever of keeping any word and that they go back on that several times inside this series already. You know it's not supposed to happen here, but guess what? He does. Mm -hmm. He follows his word. Why is that? 
And the answer is because there's only one episode left, and that's not good enough. Well, the episode, the answer really is, is that he's still trying to keep appearances up for the public. But even that, I, I'm, I'm it's sorry. So thin. The, it, well, it's yeah, just everybody thin. on Adelan is evidently freaking morons. But there's only eight of them, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Does Karnak already know what Black Bolt will be doing? This is one of the pieces of Karnak that I, I, I don't want to get on a nitpick rant, but this is where I start to get on the nitpick rant, because if if Karnak knows all, why doesn't he just go have an umbrella drink in one hand and an iPod listen to our podcast in the other one and just wait for things to happen because he already knows what's going to happen? It, it drives Mike Wilkerson brain insane because he does or he doesn't know what's going to happen. And in the case of what Black Bolt's going to do here, I, I guess I didn't understand that. Well, the problem is, is that ever since the show started, they keep on going back and forth on what Karnak can and cannot do. They have never sat down, and I don't think anybody in the writer's room ever sat down and said, this is exactly how his powers work. Now, this is how his powers work when he gets conked on the head. Yeah. And this is how his powers work when he starts getting better from his conk right. on the head. Then, you know, yeah, having is, sex with Ganja Girl right. fixes conk on the head. Right, and then this is his. This is how his powers work post-coital after smoking some fatties yeah, on the, it's, in the uh, Ganja Farm. I hate it. I hate it all. And Spotty. Uh, it's spotty. It's, uh, for, for eight episodes, and this is the seventh, it shouldn't be this spotty. No. <laughs> Wait a second. Triton isn't dead and has been taking a two-week vacation while his family's in danger? You've got to be kidding me. Those of you that are too young to remember Dallas and haven't read anything about it inside of the Wikipedia entries that are available, I'm going to be spoiling a giant piece of the series called Dallas. I was there the night JR was shot. Okay, JR shot. That's not what I'm going to be spoiling here. Oh, really? Oh, okay. What I'm going to be spoiling is... The dream in the shower. Oh, the whole season? The, yeah. The, that whole one season the, where it was all just a dream? Yeah. The entire season mm. of a television program. And we're not talking like some obscure program like, I don't know, you know, uh, Inhumans from Marvel. We're talking about an entire 24-episode season of a program mm-hmm. that comes out weekly straight. There is no mid-season turnabout, time to go for vacation time. There isn't any of that. It starts and it ends. All of it was a dream. Bobby wakes up in the shower, dude. Okay, that's terrible. That's terrible. As a fan back then, hey, if I had been watching that program, yeah, done. You do not get another season for Mike Wilkerson if you do something like that. You know what the only thing that you could do that's worse? This. <laughs> this is terrible. Not only do you not let us have Triton and whatever his skill set might be other than, wow, super fast swimming and fishy fish bad makeup skills. Well, yeah, but as this episode continues we see that he's evidently a badass when it comes to hand-to-hand fighting boy a badass fighter would have been a great would have been a great to have you know six episodes ago Uh, just dumb and uh, you know the you we can pile on and because there's only there's only several episodes and oh by the way gorgon's dead but everybody that went through the whole wait a second he's isn't he dead no he's not dead Ah, I, i hated this I hated this, but you and I called it even. I think in episode four or five, we're like, you know, Triton didn't last very long. He lasted the introduction scene. Yeah. 
and then fell we into never the water saw his and he's body. a fish guy and well i've happened? been i've been waiting for him to come back but the problem here here's what makes this worse it's it's he's not dead he is alive yay oh boy the worst part is is that this was for black bolt it's all part of the plan yeah him staying hidden on earth until it was time to reveal himself was all part of Black Bolt's plan because evidently Black Bolt knew Maximus was going to pull something like this. He was prepared for Maximus to pull a coup. And everybody was in on it that needed to be in on it. But then, of course, oh, but except for, well, you know, Medusa wasn't in on it. And, and Karnak wasn't in on it. Karnak had his suspicions because, you know, he's Karnak. Karnak should have known. And then he kind of seems like he does know. But then he's surprised when, when you know, good old Triton shows right, up. Right. And then, oh, by the way, Gorgon, who was living no, with the guilt of having murdered Triton because he couldn't save him. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, 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 again, I, I shake my head and don't understand what the choices, why the choices were made. I get the piece of it. It's part of the plan. That is pretty cool. But it was never shared as that, even when they shared that information. It, it just, it. It, it's another piece of the puzzle that you look at it and you go, mm, I think the colors are the same. And you look at the edges and you go, yeah, yeah, it does fit in there. And so you start smooshing it with your thumb and it doesn't quite work. So you go and you grab a nickel <laughs> and you're like, okay, I'm going to get this piece in there. I'm going to get it in there. And you finally feel like it's in there kind of, but then you run your finger over it and you go, oh shit, I just screwed up this puzzle. That's what's going on with this piece of the plan. <laughs> Dignity and marital honor are Medusa's focuses when in their darkest hour. I strangely didn't put enough snark in my note mention here, so I think I was being serious. It sounded like you were being serious. Yeah, and so I'm going to say I was being serious. And that's the peril of this program in this series, Nick, is that there are ebbs of what could be really kick-ass. But we're not going to give it to you right now. Mm, no. And the only thing more unsatisfying than something that's really bad, and we've had a lot of really bad inside this series, don't we get have, me wrong. We have, But the only thing that's even worse than that is when you see the glimmers of hope that are just encased by bad. Mm. And this episode is a perfect sample of that. This is one of the samples. That there is dignity, that there is the honor of being married to the king of insert whatever. That All of those are the focus when everything goes dark. I love that. I love that when that happens in any kind of storytelling because it gets people down to foundational roots. You go back to foundational roots of characters, very often you're going to find all kinds of very deep quality. The problem is that you're going to get back to the deep quality where you're surrounded by weeds of absolute tripe. And that's what we've got inside this right. episode. For me, it, it again, it's the fact that we didn't get to know these characters enough before they were thrown on Earth mm -hmm. and separated. And murdered. And, and some of them murdered. Uh, asterisk. asterisk because Medusa's outrage at being kept in the dark by her husband for me didn't carry a lot of weight mm -hmm. because we we have not seen the relationship between the two of them where they share everything right we just know that they really love each other and they really got to find each other and then they found each other and then they made out and then oh okay well you want to kill your brother but I don't think we should kill your brother now Let's give him another chance. Let's give him another chance. So, so this her, chance. yeah. So, so her, it came off as I don't care, because at this point in time, for me, 
in my mind, the relationship is like, back off. He's the king. Yeah. He doesn't have to tell you everything. Right. In fact, he won't Be- tell you anything. He's going to sign language Exactly. But here's the thing. <laughs> that has nothing to do with, with, <laughs> with equality or anything else right. like that. No. I, don't want, I, don't, no. I don't need any hate emails there won't be. from anything like won't that. Any. It's the fact that these characters are not developed enough, especially as a couple, for me to know whether or not Black Bolt would hide something like this from his wife maliciously or just because the sign language for I want to keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Last to fall speech to Insta Parley. Hated this. The whole Parley thing made no sense to me because mm. we've already had Maximus showcase not only his intense hatred of his brother and the royal family, but that his completely insincere belief system that will allow them to have an even shake. He's not going to provide that to them. And so that we have to jump into the piece of storytelling where we will somehow believe that? That's a tilt moment for me. I can't do it. I can't do it. We haven't had enough interaction with the subjects of Adelan to know where they're leaning. You know, we've heard from other characters, this is what the people are saying. This is how the people feel. Don't tell me. Show Show me. me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even in this scene where we're supposed to believe the majority of Adelan is gathered to watch this parlay between the deposed former ruler and the new, hey, I'm going to fix everything ruler, we're still not seeing a division of... There should still be people who are loyal to Black... Yeah, Black Bolt, down with Maximus. There should have been stuff like that. There should have also been people, oh, boo, down with Black Bolt, Maximus forever. Things like that. We get we get nothing, nothing like that. Nothing. We get a smattering of people standing around, and again, nobody looks really deformed or alienish or inhumanish. So far during this entire show, we've only seen Triton, who definitely looks different than everybody else, and, and the Lockjaw. Tri- and and the gray Triton people. Yeah, they got some. They got a little bit of the the bumpiness going yeah. on, but still mostly human. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got uh, what's his face who projected uh, Triton's last moments on Earth. The guy with the giant three D. I don't know. I blocked things. it a lot. I couldn't help. <laughs> but again, <laughs> seriously, I don't. I don't. Remember. He looks. He looks different. Mm-hmm. But we're we're not getting a lot of that. Mm-hmm. We're, we we didn't get. A, I've been talking about this since episode one. We're we're not getting enough diversity in in looks. For me to go like, yes, this is a colony of right. inhumans. Right. I'm tired of seeing the not quite good enough to go Renfair section represented on Adelan. Yes. I'm tired of that. We've talked about it just looks like a, a, a little bit of a futuristic Renfair, and it shouldn't. The story's largest story builds up to nothing. And the nothing is irredeemable story and Karnak's input. So there's three pieces here. One, the crescendo inside this episode leads up to no crescendo. I realize that it's kind of a fall flat on its face because the parley turns into something completely different than what I was expecting. Yeah. He doesn't turn on the entire family and have them all instantly murdered. He preys upon a piece of the, the, the turntable law. Oh my gosh, how interesting is that? It's not uh, it's, it's about as interesting as episode one of Star Wars, Mike. <laughs> I, it, it was terrible. It was terrible. It meant nothing to me. 
it what it meant was I'll tell you what it, it did even worse for, than nothing. It did negative for me because hey, look, the seven episodes you've just been watching, none of it means anything because all the expectations you had on the character of Maximus out the window. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Have a great night. Done. Done with it. Then we've got the, I mean, that's the irredeemable story point side of this little piece of the episode. And then Karnak's input on it is equally just stupid. And it's like, so you know the every in and out of every single option that could possibly happen on both planet Earth and here on the moon, Mr. Karnak. Uh, you got nothing. Mm. So were you just smoking a fatty here before we got going inside of this scene? Or what happened to the powers? No, I'm sorry. From this episode forward, he can take a long walk off a short pier for me. <laughs> It's terrible. Going going back to your point, the the fact that and again I said it earlier, Maximus is still trying to placate towards the crowd. He's still trying to operate within the realm of I am a better ruler. I am a bigger person than my brother is. So I'm not going to turn the tables. But here's the thing: uh, a, a little bit later, especially the beginning of of episode eight, spoilers. He rigs a, and we find out by the end of this episode, he rigs a device, a, a, a dead man switch, a suicide switch, to where, oh, guess what? If you kill me, then the dome is going to fail and everybody dies. Okay, so if we're that maniacal of a bad guy, and that's what I want to see by now. Yeah. By episode seven, I want to see Maximus the Mad. Absolutely. I, but well, if we're if we're willing to do that, why aren't we willing to go, okay, I've got my scientist, seize them, get them now. Open fire. Something. Uh, even better. It should have been something like this. Everyone, thank you for coming to visit with my family. I've come back from their vacation on Earth. Holy shit, it's Elvis. Everybody turns in that direction. Maximus instantly has all of them murdered. Whoa, what happened? Oops, uh, we had a uh, we had a, a malfunction there. Something. One of the power converters uh, blew up. Anything would have been way more entertaining than what than we got what we here, which is got, what yeah. was nothing. There's nothing interesting happening in this scene at all. Time to bring rotting body back to life. Because, you know, bodies don't ever rot. In particular, yeah, there's no decomposition right. after the body stops, right, you know, right. pumping blood. And so I guess we're just going to throw that on because they're inhuman. It works. It's not like we chilled the body at all. I don't know. I, I don't know. Hey, I, you know I, what? That would have been something right there. Crystal. Hey, Crystal, freeze him. Crystal, free, put him in a block of ice. Form of a block of ice. Form of an ice pick. You know, but the, here's the thing. Had she done that, had she had she frozen the body, I might All have been able... All gone, right. I might Absolutely. have been able to buy a little bit of what happens sure. later on. They're an alien race. They're a little bit fast-forwardified because they live on the moon sure. inside of... He's a, got whatever. hooves already. I can I can buy the fact that we can suspend a little bit of animation I, with I, some, some... It worked for Captain America. I, I, I will work with that. I will work with that. In fact, that's a great... Ra- oh. <laughs> that's not what got written here. No. What's going to happen is we're going to take rotting body that somehow stands on its own, kind it's of hunched over. It's oh, of the it's hooves. the hooves. Yeah. It's the hooves and the boots. That's the bo- right. The boof hooves. The boof hooves. The boof hooves. The boof hooves. Booth. Never mind. The foots? I can't even. The boots. The boots. <laughs> it's, it's just terrible. Medusa is concerned that a second teragenesis may cause madness, quote, even death. Um, he's already dead, honey. He's already dead. He's been dead for a day. And, uh, duh. Well, she was making that what comment. What kind of madness are you expecting? Oh, she look, was making dead. that comment also towards Maximus as well. 
because they know that Maximus wants to go through Terragenesis again. And evidently, according to their culture, a second Terragenesis is, is forbidden. It's taboo. It doesn't matter if you're dead or not. It's you don't do that. Karnak wants to argue, well, nobody's ever seen it happen. That's just superstition, yada, yada, yada. Again, it's them trying to explain what happens later at the end of this episode. Right. I, I'm almost, I, what I really hate about this comment is I'm half defending what they wrote here. Because I, I, I can't believe I, this is the uh, first time uh, where I'm actually coming to the show's defense. <laughs> I, well, I can't either. He, here's the problem. Okay, so let me get this straight. He's dead. Yes, he's dead. Yes, dead. So if one of the potential penalties is, well, we might kill him. Honey, you don't got to worry about it. He's already dead, sweetheart. He's already dead. If he's going to go crazy, guess what? He's already dead, so him being a little crazy, it doesn't make any difference because he's dead. That mm. kind of logic drives me insane. I hate that. I'll tell you what drives me insane. The simple fact that this would even be brought into the storyline. We just killed the character in a story. Stupid fucking way in the An previous episode. episode. Named by named N named after him. After. Yeah. Oh, that was just crazy. Absolutely crazy. The moron's name was Gorgon. <laughs> and now we're going the to try his name. Yeah. That's what this one should the have corpse's name. The corpse's name is Gorgon. And now here we are. We're we're going to spend at least where Karnak's story is concerned for this episode. <laughs> it's all about getting Gorgon into the chamber to go through Terragenesis again, defying his king and trying to bring his cousin back to life. I kept on, while watching this episode, I was like, this is so dumb. This is so dumb. And when they actually try to pull it off and he doesn't come back right away, I was like, okay, good. Yeah. He shouldn't come back. Yes. Thank you for wasting a good 15 minutes of this episode on that subplot, but Good, he's not coming back. Right. He shouldn't come back. Right. Karnak's powers are restored. I've said all I'm going to say about Karnak. I have nothing else to say about him. It, it's terrible. It's not what this actor deserves for. for no, one. exactly. Yeah. I really uh, enjoy this actor's portrayals yes. in general, and he was not given nearly the sirloin he deserved. I do not blame any of the actors in this show. It's all the writing and the direction. Karnak's plan involves what's-her-face ability to regen. What's-her-face, of course, I'm referring to Auron. Yes. I just, Our turncoat of the, character. One of, the, one of the worst named characters of all comic book time. Auron. Okay, got it. Doesn't tell us anything about Nothing. who you are, right. Triton. I mean, I can kind of, I can kind of get it, because you know, because he swims undersea, so well and drowns. Undersea kings carry <laughs> Tritons. Hey, he went on a whole two week underwater vacation. He kicks ass swimming. That Karnak's plan involves her ability to regen. It's rather it's stringing things together because you can string things together, and it just feels like it. It really does. And I didn't care for it. No, it's it, it again, spotty. Because here we go, the beginning of this show. This is this is a woman who is out for blood yeah. for her evil king. Evil May, yeah, evil it's, May. It's evil Let's May. Serve the king, right? And now all of a sudden, here we are, six episodes later, and oh, oh no, it's okay. I'm willing to, I'm willing to turn. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to play both sides. Hated it. Crystal yearns for a time to live without powers. 
kind of like what she's got now, right? <laughs> she may as well not have any powers. The only thing we've seen is what? Boiling coffee, giving Some, Dave a boner. A gust of wind. Same thing. Whoosh. Yeah. And some really cool lightning effects and some French fries. And, and that's about it. And again, I can't believe I have to keep saying this over and over. But these characters, the royal family, all all of these inhumans to begin with, because they are and I hate to have to use this 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 term, but where the cinematic universe is concerned, we have to. These are pure blood inhumans. Pure blood in humans, whereas the ones that we're seeing on Earth during the Agents of Shield the last couple of seasons, not pure blood. They have remnants of inhuman slash Cree DNA left in their system. So, so think of how Daisy she's got kick-ass quake powers. Well, now let's imagine if she was a pure blood inhuman. Her quake power should be the ability should be the ability to rip the foundation of the planet in half if she let herself completely go. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful she could be. Mm-hmm. Crystal is that powerful, mm-hmm. yet we're not seeing we're not seeing how powerful any of these characters are. Mm-hmm. They are they not only are they neutered because we got to send them to Earth and it's the fish out of water story, but and no then budget. they're yeah and no budget. Well, uh, but. We neuter them even further by not showing how powerful they really are. We talk about it all the time. But what did I say earlier in this episode? Don't tell me, show me. What is it that's holding up Gorgon? The answer is poor acting. (laughs) Poor acting is holding him up? I'm very, very sorry for the negative comments we're going to have about this actor. And... It's not because I hate his portrayal, though the eighth episode is beyond horrific, mm-hmm. and it's not Stay because he's a dead character, right? It's because he has given nothing with which to do anything. Inside of this scene, he's inside of the Terragenesis chamber, and I'm not looking for some kind of structure. Blah. One of the even excellent pieces that we've talked about many times inside of Marvel production, everything from. The early days of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. to into Agent Carter to into one of the most recent seasons of the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then into even this, we mentioned it a couple times, is where they can take the set and you go, wow, it looks like stagecraft. But it looks like stagecraft on a phenomenal level. Right. So I do love that when that's used. When I don't like it is right here. Mm. Because if you and I were putting on a play... And we had to have a character that seemed some, somehow he was standing inside of a phone booth, but he was dead. Okay, well, there needs to be something that's holding him up, right? Right. Not if we got a play and we're only doing it for three nights, then no. He's just going to kind of stand there like he's being held up by something, okay? That's what it looks like. Maybe. maybe that's what it looks like. It looks uh, like hell. Riga mortis. Whatever. It's Riga terrible. But see, that's the problem. That's if it's it Riga mortis, I mean, he's dead. <laughs> It's it's terrible. This is not Weekend at Bernie's, people. It's terrible. I, I would watch Weekend at Bernie's again. So I would, would I. Before I watch any of this again. Stay tuned for the two guys talking perspective <laughs> review of Weekend, Weekend at, at Bernie's. Bernie's and Weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> I would do them both before I do this again. So would I. Oh, it just it was again. It's one of those pieces of fundamental need to do something differently. I don't know how anybody looks inside of the scope of what you had seen as a director inside this episode for that, and you go. 
Yeah, let's do that. Hated it. If this quote works, why aren't they harvesting her DNA in prelude to unkilling everyone forever? So sure, you got the little quote crazy looking through the bottoms of your eyebrows-ness. But if, I mean, if that's the difference between that and being dead, meh. Meh. Sign me up. I'd rather not be dead, thanks. In fact, as we get into the eighth episode, we're going to talk even more about how if you have a teeter-totter of, look, you're dead, or you kind of get to lament with your buddy, but you're still alive. I think I'm going to take the lamenting with the buddy because I'm still alive. Meh. And it's not supposed to be like that. You know better than even I or many people that are listening how some sort of makeup effect here would have been incredibly valuable. Yeah. It doesn't have to be super expensive. It doesn't even have to be a latex mask. It just needs to be some kind of makeup where you don't quite look like a zombie, but that you look like you do. You would not want to live that way. Gorgon looks exactly the same. There's nothing wrong with him except that he's hunched over. He looks kind of like he, he hasn't eaten in several days and grumbles. That's it. There's that, nothing yeah. else wrong with him and he's alive. Hated it. Doesn't her regen power sometimes take hours when it was strong? So how long will Gorgon hang in the greenhouse chamber? And this is referring to the, the span of time where you know, at the beginning of the series, which was what, five, six, seven days ago, whatever the span is. Back then it was strong, like, okay, you get stabby stab, and then bah, back up and running, and wow, I'm awesome, let's go do some handsprings. Okay, well, that's now dropped because she's died several times. So how long is it going to take to revive Gorgon because there's a piece of DNA in the pudding? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And when I have to think about things like this, that's when my head hurts. And that's when I know I don't want to be watching this program. Yeah, this whole mixing of DNA, cocktail, pterogenesis, second time around stuff. I, I get it. That's what they were trying to pull off for Maximus. His ultimate goal is he wants to be inhuman. That That's the whole reason for everything that he's done. He wants to have powers because he believes he was shafted. And, of course, we get in, into that even more in the final episode, which we'll talk about once we get to that. Mm -hmm. But why are we getting that in the final episode when we need to have this built up throughout the all eight? Yeah. I, I, I didn't... This Again, it's spotty. All of this stuff, it seems like, oh, God, how are we going to end these this, this story? It feels we like... We already brought them back to Adeline. What were we thinking? We should have brought them back in episode eight. Oh, we got to stretch this out. Uh... DNA. Let's talk about some more DNA. Let's get Mr. Longhaired Doctor to talk more about DNA. Mm -hmm. This is another of sample of an episode like this where I would have loved to have been a fly on the writing room wall. Because I don't I don't get it, guys. It's I would like to take a bazooka to the writing room. <laughs> Triton murders the Royal Guard single handedly. Okay, well, all done. So why exactly was Gorgon the the head of the Royal Guard when Triton in just this one in just this scene, in just this episode alone, shows more badassery than anything we got from Gorgon while he was down on Earth fighting with the Hawaiian Surfer Brigade? I don't know. It, it's it's more terrible writing. 
I mean, I don't, why than, did we keep this character away <laughs> for so long, Mike? Uh, contractual dispute i don't know they, they were budget still... because we couldn't afford the makeup effects well they couldn't afford the makeup uh, effects that were given him because the makeup is terrible that yeah because he's aquatic let's just make him green and give him like a I hated it. a bump I, I on the top it. of his head I, I love that he kicked ass on the guard so quickly and single-handedly but no 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 just, I, I will invincible. put we will we will totally put go to the show notes folks Take a look at the pictures of Triton from the comic books, and we'll even put a handful of them up there mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. over the years because his his look has changed slightly. But compare that to what they gave us for this show. Come on, the Maximus Dome Destruction Protocol, the MDDP. I hate it when the MDDP gets enacted, Nick. <laughs> but here it is. And it is, it, it's the colloquial dead man switch that I'll tell you what, let's see if it works. <sighs> and we now have to wait yet another 43 minutes to see what happens at the end of this scenario. And again, I join you in your, I don't know what they were thinking for the last two episodes. How do we, how do we draw this out long enough to make sense? And it wasn't. I mean, you the take this episode and you take episode eight, it's almost like every other scene, we're back in the bunker. Mm-hmm. We're back in the bunker because we didn't know where else to take these characters, but mm-hmm. we need a safe place for these characters to talk. Right. Talk, talk, talk. That's all this show is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bunch of talk with a handful of special effect fight scenes thrown in just to placate us. We're, we're going to get to the review of the last episode. There's a piece inside the last episode that I was horrified by in regard to special effects. Uh. It's going to drive everybody insane. I can't wait for you to listen to it. Yes. Rabid Gorgon stirs. It's, it's Gorgonzilla. So Frank, I dub him. Franken-Gorgon. Nah, Gorgonzilla, <laughs> dude. Uh, because at least Gorgonzilla, or Gorgonstein. Gorgonzola? I'll throw some of that funny, on my salad. He tastes really great, yeah. <laughs> he smells funny, but he tastes really great. Okay. Uh, I I will give the actor a pass because you were given shit, my friend. You made a wonderfully terrific sandwich out of shit. He took he took the shit that he was given and he ran with it. I mean, you, you got to give him at least that, bit, that little yes. bit of credit right there. Yes. Uh, but again, you, you said it yourself. A few points ago, throw a little bit of makeup on him Something. to make him look a little bit different. Something. You you and I are sitting in a podcast studio in the middle of downtown St. Louis right now mm-hmm. on a Tuesday evening. You and I could have found something inside this room to make him look somehow different. Yeah. Whether it be dry race markers, for, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. Something. We'd have found something to make him look different than what he looked like when he went into the chamber. And I just... It defies logic that they couldn't do anything, but okay, here's what I'd like you to do. I'd like you to hunch, and I want you to groan. Okay? Act like you had some really bad Mexican food, and you can't find a It's bathroom. not even that great, because then there'd be a crescendo and a piece of interest inside that story. It's not even that great. Now, there's a lot of white-hot hate, obviously, inside this episode, but bottom line is that it's entertaining, it's educational, and we're super curious to know what you thought of what's going on inside this episode. Go over to our Facebook presence right now over at facebook.com slash shield podcast. 
chime in on any of the threads that are there or start your own. And let's talk about Marvel's Inhumans asterisk. We'll be right back. Wouldn't it be cool if your advertising could last forever? It can, with perpetual advertising. Here's how it works. Magazine, radio, and television ads are efforts that people might see or hear once, and then they're lost forever. Perpetual advertising provides you with the chance for repeat exposure and replayability weeks, months, even years after it's originally inserted inside a podcast. So even after your advertising is included in a podcast years ago, those efforts are still impactful, providing you with true return on investment. Real impact, thanks to perpetual advertising. Are you ready to change the way you and your company or organization advertises? Find out more and launch a unique perpetual advertising effort right now by visiting twoguystalking.com forward slash sponsors. Trying to navigate the many genres and subgenres of horror can be like trying to perform an autopsy with no medical degree. You're not going to get very far, and you're going to make a mess try. Do everyone a favor. Hand the scalpels over to two guys talking horror, and let them make the first incision while dissecting the genres of horror. Only from twoguystalkinghorror.com. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great, cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com and see what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box. From The Voice Box, voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. Mike Wilkerson from the 24 Podcast here. There's only one place on the internet I go for 24 legacy fans. It's your perfect after-show experience when listening to the 24podcast.com effort. 24legacyfans.com. That's 24legacyfans.com. The Two Guys Talking Podcast Bug, a truly original autonomous mobile recording solution. Get bit by the podcast bug. www.podcastbug.com of shield podcast a complete detailed and always educational review of this time marvels and humans episode seven havoc crescendoless garbage every time we come back from break during the agents of shield podcast it's time to open up the shield dossiers The S.H.I.E.L.D. dossier is where Nick and I focus on and showcase something that was interesting, an actor's portrayal, something else that tripped our collective review night fantastic, or in the Inhumans case, a you gotta be kidding me. Nick, what do you got? <sighs> so, I'm opening up my S.H.I.E.L.D. dossier, and it's gonna be, there's red in my Cobwebs. ledger. Red in my, my ledger. ledger. Red in my ledger again. <laughs> there seems to be a lot of red in my ledger these days. <laughs> Why? 
That, that that's that's what's in my <laughs> why? Just why? Just it's a broad question, but why? Why are we doing? Why? Why not us? Why? Because I know why we're doing this. We need the the people need to know. But why Marvel? Why? That's that's the general question. I have to ask because with the source material, an idiot off the street hand them a stack of comic books dealing with the Inhumans, specifically the royal family, and I can guarantee you if they at least if they passed with a D in a college writing course, they could probably come up with something better than this. Mm-hmm. They don't even have to be a comic book fan, and you could still come up with something better than this. It's simple storytelling, folks. I totally agree. And uh, they've made this complicated. Uh, especially with no budget. When it when the budget flees, you've got to go and find something else. Right. And so what it must include is engaging storytelling. If you can't have engaging storytelling and you can't have budget, that means no effects, no engaging storytelling, and that is a snoozer. Mm-hmm. And that would be being snoozer. kind. The problem is that this is not even a huge snoozer. It's a stinker. Yeah. The fact that this show was greenlit, I had... I, 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 w- it was a year ago, too, because I looked. A year ago, today, on my Facebook feed, it, it, it said, hey, you know, you got memories on Facebook. One year ago, it was announced, hey, yes, it is greenlit, but mm-hmm. Marvels and Humans is actually going to be shot... In partial IMAX, so it shows up in the theaters. And I remember me and my friends going, wow, that's amazing. So they're really going to spend some money. So instead of the getting a movie, which would only be about two hours, we're going to get eight episodes, and they're going to treat this the, just the way that it, it needs. needs. Yes, time right. that it needs. Mm-hmm. And then take that one year and look at the, this last ep- the season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was a stellar season from start to finish. Mm-hmm. So you assume... That's where you go wrong, folks. We assume that, all right, so eight episodes with these characters, these epic characters, you're going to shoot some of this stuff in IMAX? Oh, wow, this is going to be this is going to be eight episodes of a mini movie. You're really going to pull out all the stops now. What the fuck happened? Yeah. yeah. Between then yeah. and now, what happened? And you've said it before. If it was the budget, if the budget was, well, we're only going to give you so much money to do this, then don't do it. If you can't give these characters the respect they deserve and represent them properly with the budget that you have, don't do it. Save your money and do something else. Or, like I've said before, make this a part of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Make this a story arc in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The agents discover the hidden city of Adelan in the Himalayas, and Agent Coulson has to broker a peace between him, or between humanity and Black Bolt, because Black Bolt doesn't like the way that the world governments are treating new found inhumans that are popping up all over the place. Boom, folks, look what I just did. That right there is a hell of a lot more interesting than the eight episodes that we were given for this show. So again... My shield dossier is just a simple question: Why Marvel? And I know we're never going to get an answer, sadly. And that is my shield dossier. This show has rendered Mike Wilkerson speechless. Inside of a show like this, the dossier is almost traditionally focusing on a, a, a positive, a, something to bolster 
and comment on so that you're able to grab it and hold it high and go, wow, look at this. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it is amazing that we are witness to something like this. And without almost complete question inside this series, there's nothing like that. There is nothing inside this episode that I would hold up to you and say, wow, this was awesome. Even the very few things that I thought might have had some seed growth ability inside this episode, none of it showcases anything that I want to waste any more time on. And so my shield dossier inside this episode is barren. There's nothing inside this episode. That's where we ask you guys, what is inside your shield dossier, if anything? For this episode, the seventh episode, of, thankfully only has one more episode, <laughs> Marvels and Humans. Let us know what you think by going to agentsofshield.tv. Click anywhere on the top right-hand side of the page. Fill out the quick web form and tell us what you thought belonged inside the Shield dossier for this episode. So it all comes down to this. The rating for this episode of Marvels and Humans, episode seven... Havoc, crying for nothingness, dry shield dossier. The scale works thusly. Ten is on top of the heap. Nothing that we will be reminiscing about inside of this particular series review. And uh, one is on the bottom of the heap where many episodes of this series have graced. Everything starts at a seven. As an average, the numbers go up with positives. The numbers go down with negatives. And Nick... There are, especially for this series, no havesies of any kind. Uh, what do you got, Nick? You remember Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when we would rate <laughs> that show and most of the time it was a 10? I remember those days. Wish I could get back to those days instead of sitting here on, on the porch drinking my, my iced tea. Where's my medicine? <laughs> there, it's cold and there are wolves after me. <laughs> Oh, Mike. Anybody who's been listening to us review this show knows that I have been a little bit, well, not even a little bit, I've been a lot a bit kinder to it than you have, and I will explain myself why. Where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is concerned, and that means everything is connected, I try, and this is not how I live my life, by, by the way, uh, but I try to look at the bright side of everything and, and hope for the best. I, I remember vaguely you and I having similar feelings during season two, our season two review of Agent Carter. But even the worst episode of season two of Agent Carter does not compare to the best episode in this show. No. At all. I would gladly go back and rewatch just that dream sequence where it's the musical number... <laughs> From season two of Agent Carter over and over and over, then go back and rewatch this show. I can't be kind anymore. I, I really can't. This show, there's, we're we're reviewing episode seven. There's one episode left. There's there's no redeeming yourself in in, in one episode. I, there's no possible way you can ever redeem yourself in one episode. Two episodes, maybe. Maybe you might be able to pull it out of your ass and at least get an average. Oh, well, you know, it started off slow, sucked in the middle, but the ending was all right. I can't say that about this show. I've never said these words before, but I'm rating this episode of 
Marvels and humans. A one. A one. I would wax philosophically wasting more time inside this podcast for you to edit. <laughs> However, I'm not going to. One. This episode was meant to be one of the last memories you have of this program propelling you to the last episode. That's what an episode like this before the end of a series slash the end of this season of whatever mm-hmm. is supposed to be. That's that's the makeup of what this is supposed to do. Right. Well, this doesn't even give us the same thing that a, a, a rewind remember pieces of previous episodes episode gives us. Yeah. There are several episodes of The Next Generation that are like that where the example I can think of is where Riker gets sick or is attacked by a, an alien. And so he's in sick bay, and inside of sick bay, he's remembering previous episodes, because of course it's a self-contained episode that can all happen inside of sick bay. And by the way, we don't have to get anything special or extra because we can just draw back from what we've already seen on the screen. It's a bottle episode and a clip show. Right. Yeah. Right. That's that's where you save on money, baby. Right. Those are terrible episodes of insert any dynamic television show that you've ever seen, including Star Trek: The Next Generation. They were there, they were hallmarks, and they are in every single program somewhere. This is worse than that. Because not only does it give you something that's supposed to be original, not only does it give you something that is not tethered to anything else except the universe of Marvel, it's flat. There is nothing here that has any texture whatsoever that makes me want to ever come back to this property again. And again, I say, one. That's where we ask you, what did you think of this episode? Episode 7, Havoc, whatever the hell this is called. Let us know what you think over at our website. That's agentsofshield.tv. Until next time, I'm Mike Wilkerson, one of your hosts. And I'm Nicholas J. Heron, your other host. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. We're thankful you were able to review this covert communication, reviewing the most recent episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., a chronicle of the stories and soon-to-be legends on ABC. Be sure to tune in to our ongoing top-secret communication with agents all over the globe via our Facebook presence immediately. Facebook.com forward slash Shield Podcast to be the first to be made aware of Agents of Shield news, the arrival of our newest reviews, and more. The Agents of Shield Podcast, a super show for fans of superheroes. Uncover the mysteries, critical information, and reviews now by accessing agentsofshield.tv. That's agentsofshield.tv. End. This top secret two guys talking communication.
Good. Insert the sponsor notes. Insert the tone. I don't even remember this episode. I, I have to be <laughs> honest. I don't quite either, but we'll try. In fact, I don't. I think it'll be better that we don't remember it. We'll fake it till we yeah. make it. Insert the tone. <laughs>